0: Hello and welcome to another beautiful day here as we are a part of 5 Alive Devotion. It's so good to have you joining us. Today we're going to continue our topic of growing in Christ. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today is growth in Christ. And I'm just going to go about it from a physical aspect. In order to every day grow from an infant little baby to an adult, what is required? What is required?
1: Food, shelter, water,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sunlight, 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 <laughs> <Are we plants? laughs> sunblock. Technically, yes.
1: <laughs> that way, we don't get jaundice.
0: Jaundice. <laughs> and your question. Oxygen. Clothing to grow from an infant to, to an adult. What do you need?
2: A fetus.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> grow into a baby, and then you grow. He from said, that.
3: oxygen first.
0: Xavier's like, gone backwards from infant to a fetus. A frog. You're going the wrong direction. We're going forward. <laughs> this isn't Benjamin Button. <laughs> to go from infant to an adult, you have to be educated. Like, you need to develop talking.
1: Oh, no.
0: okay. Yeah. You need yeah. to develop, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. What else?
1: Sleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going for i am
0: really, we've answered so Exercise? much.
1: Exercise? A pool.
0: Exercise? A I mean, pool. I need a <laughs> pool. I need a pool. Anything else? How about time? Time has to pass. <laughs> Does it doesn't become an adult in one day. No. 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 <laughs> you do need time. Yeah, time has to transpire. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So these are important things, right? Physical growth, mental growth, time, shelter, sleep, sun, say it out loud.
1: Oxygen.
0: Oxygen. I mean all these things are very sunlight, Xavier said at one point. All these things are very important for us to grow physically. If that's what's required in order for us to physically grow, then what is required for us to grow as spirit man?
3: (laughs) Spirit man?
0: why is that funny (laughs) (laughs) it's
3: it's funny it sounds like something from a movie like they didn't know how to name like a person that's like really big and stuff and they're like (laughs) we're trying to find spirit man (laughs) and then it's called spirit man's adventures because they didn't know what to say
0: (laughs) so if we are three parts to ourselves mind body and spirit and our body grows by the things we just mentioned, how does our spirit grow?
1: In faith.
0: Okay, in faith.
1: Daily reading God's word.
0: Read God's word. But what, what is God's word? The Holy
1: Bible.
0: Yeah, the Holy Bible. Prayer. Now it feels like Sunday school class. We it said does. The, we said the big three. We did. Yeah. <laughs> now what else is one?
3: <laughs> now we need to say six more things.
0: <laughs> Over the past couple of weeks, Blair and I have changed a part of our lifestyle in the foods we eat. And part of that we've discovered is a difference in our body, a difference in our sleep schedule, a difference in our awake time where we have a little bit more energy and feel a little bit better about ourselves as a result. The same thing is true, spiritually speaking, of our lives.
1: That's good. It's the spirit man. <laughs> it's the
3: spirit. Man. He's letting us know he's here.
0: The same can be true of our spiritual lives. And that means that our spirit man has to grow and has to develop and has to get stronger. We don't want to be the same person we were five years ago. I don't want to be the same man that I was when I was 16 years of age.
3: I know who the spirit man is. He is the person that lives in your heart and takes you through the
2: journey. Daddy that said, that I don't want to be the same person I was five years ago. I don't want to be the same person I was when I was 16. So you're
0: 21 years old right now. No, I don't want to be the same person I was five years ago. I don't want to be the same person I was as a teenager. I don't want to be the same person I was when I was in my 30s. I want to grow deeper in my relationship with God than I was yesterday. And tomorrow, I want to grow more in Christ than I have today. Jesus was explaining to us the importance of our spirit man to grow and that we have a need for every day to fill it just like our body needs the nutrients of the foods we eat. Our spirit man needs nutrients of God's word. Blair brought that up earlier, saying that we should read the Bible every day. And the Bible was written by the Holy Spirit through 40 plus men over a period of 1500 years and supplies us with the nutrients and the energy that we need to think, grow, and be strengthened spiritually. So Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Where is Jesus quoting from there? Where was it written? Old Testament. In the book of Deuteronomy. duet Chapter 8, verse 3. And he humbled
2: you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. This is the reading of the word.
1: Of the Lord. Thanks, Xavier. Great job. Mm -hmm.
2: you're welcome
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you xavier for reading that passage of scripture from the old testament in the book of deuteronomy what had god done with his people when he gave them manna and was exclaiming to them that manna isn't what man eats alone what had happened what had transpired they were traveling in the desert on their way
2: towards the promised land and they had no food in the area where they were, so God provided manna
0: from heaven seven days out of the week. Right. And so God had provided for them as they escaped out of Egypt or going towards the promised land, and how did the bread appear? It fell out of the sky. It fell from heaven. Where did Jesus come from? Heaven. Heaven.
1: Mary's womb.
2: He fell from heaven and then fell through Mary and out of her womb.
1: He came from his mama.
0: Jesus came from heaven to earth, just like manna came from heaven to, to earth. earth, so that the people would be able to eat.
1: Manna Jesus
0: is called the bread of
1: life. life.
0: And we are to eat, him. love him, eat, eat him, consume him. him. Consume so, Jesus. our spirit man.
3: But <laughs> we're cannibals.
0: No, because we're talking about spiritual things. The spirit side of us is to consume the bread of life, just like the Israelites consumed manna when they were leaving Egypt and coming into the promised land. God provided for them a way to continue to grow nutritiously every day. And so therefore, in our daily lives, We also must consume Christ. How do we do that? By reading the word and fellowship through prayer. Okay, so you just said three different things, right? Can we read God's word and not fellowship with other Christians?
1: Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Will we grow? No. No. Why won't we grow?
1: Because we need people. God created us to be with people.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. he did.
1: We're being very selfish if we don't commune with others.
0: Yeah. And we also get stuck in our thoughts. Yeah. And we keep thinking the same things, and then we think we're right. And then when we do run into somebody that thinks a little bit differently than us, then we demand that they think the way we do because we haven't been around others who have challenged our way of thinking or challenged us to grow deeper in Christ. Mm -hmm. So we need fellowship with each other. Corporate Bible study, corporate prayer, in other words, as Xavier said it, fellowship, in Bible study and fellowship and prayer is important to us. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 and 25 says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Personal daily Bible study is also a must but it needs to be a part of our daily routine not just of ourselves as individuals but corporately as a family of god so how do we study the bible how do i choose what my daily devotions are going to look like because you know some people say i don't go to church but i read my bible and a friend of mine that i spoke to earlier last week challenges that idea saying really I bet you if you can't do the most basic obedience, which is to gather together in church, I almost guarantee you you're not reading your Bible at home. So from his approach, which is most likely true, you're probably not reading your Bible on your own if you're not corporately fellowshipping with others. When you go to church, the pastor chooses the topics that are discussed. The pastor chooses what's going to be preached on. The Sunday school teacher talks about your small group leader. They're the ones that come up with the topics or the Bible study plans. But your personal Bible study, how do you choose what your personal Bible study is going to be? You open the Bible and you read. Well, there's some people that do that and they just randomly open the Bible and wherever it falls, that's where they read for that day and and then they're done. Is that a good way of doing it? Well, no. But I think the best way probably to study the Bible is
2: to pray about which scripture to study that day or for that month or that year or week and read through it and meditate on it and keep reading through it and personalize it to the point where you have it memorized and you understand what, to, to your belief, you understand what it's saying to you. What who's saying to you? What the Scripture is saying to you through the Holy Spirit. Thank you.
1: I mean, it's easy to pick out topics in the Bible to study that always concerns you instead of reading the Bible as a whole. So sometimes having a a Bible plan Mm -hmm. is a is a good start. I mean, a, a new born again believer, a lot of direction always goes to reading the Book of John first. That way you're not starting immediately into the book of Genesis. and But it is good to read the Bible cover to cover frequently, not just a once-in-a-lifetime thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. And where can you find a Bible reading plan? Everywhere. Everywhere. Google it. Google yeah. it. You can find it on YouVersion. You can find it on Bible Gateway. You can find it on uh, just a Google uh, search for Bible reading plan, and you'll come up with all kinds of numbers of opportunities that you can have a Bible reading plan. And I do agree with Blair. It's great to read through the Bible every year. It is also a very acceptable thing, especially if you're a slow reader. I have never been a very fast reader. And so when I first started out reading the Bible, I was on a three-year Bible reading plan. So I would read the Bible through within a three-year period if I read every single day. And again, I don't see anything wrong with that, but I do not like the idea, and I do not think that we can grow if we're just picking out our own topics that suit our personal self, as Blair said, or as Xavier was mentioning earlier, that I'm just going to Open the Bible and then just kind of wherever my finger falls, that's what I'm going to read for the day. Those things don't really help me to grow in the faith of who Christ is, which is why on this podcast we've been very uh, specific. Like when we started, we were going through the Book of John, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, because I think we learn so much, and also the uh, the feelings kind of don't get into effect of what we're talking about for that day. In other words, when we go through a week, something will happen to us that will negatively impact us, that will be something that we concentrate and think on. And that can be the thing that comes out of our mouth at the end of the week or at the beginning of the next week, and that's all we're focused on. Whereas if we're following a Bible reading plan, that can be brought into subjectation of what the holy spirit wants us to trap it in look at things the way christ sees it so that that way we are renewing our mind as the bible says and that way we are giving glory unto god it's very important for us all right blair brought up the book of john as an example and i'd like us to read john chapter 1 verses 1 through 10 yes we talked about this uh almost a year ago more than a year ago i should say And what we can do is is we can take this passage of Scripture, we can read it, and throughout the day, we can try and memorize it. As we memorize it, we meditate on what the Scripture says, and we can do this in a three-year Bible reading plan. We can do this every day for the week, meditate on it. What is the Holy Spirit saying? What are you saying to me, Father, through this passage of Scripture, and then find Other portions of scripture that go along with this portion of scripture that we read, and this will encourage us to see all of scripture as God breathed throughout the whole entire Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And then we will have more speed and efficiency when we are looking in our personal, in our corporate Bible study time to have questions for a pastor, for a Sunday school teacher, for a small group leader, and we will be able to grow even deeper and challenge the corporate body to grow deeper in quality time with our heavenly father. So John chapter one, verses one through 10, Xavier.
2: In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness was not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everything, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made
0: through him, yet the world did not know him. So as we read this passage of scripture, Maybe that there's something that comes to your mind where you've read in another portion of scripture about the light of God or about a light shining around uh, somebody as they were drawing closer to God. And we see Jesus is the light that is being spoke of there. Maybe your mind went to Genesis. God spoke and then the light came. And, And this is Jesus. He is the light of the world. He is the light of the universe he is the light of the universes beyond our universe he is um, that powerful and when we start recognizing what it says in john chapter 1 verses 1 through 10 and applying it to our daily lives it can excite us and increase our faith our hope our love and our trust in god in ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 it says for by grace you have been saved through faith And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Faith is a gift from God through Christ Jesus, which we've received at the time of salvation, which is our moment of rebirth. To reiterate, our faith and our trust in our creator will grow as we read and as we study the Bible So let's not just read it, let's cherish the Bible, let's use the Bible, let's memorize the Bible, and let's share the Bible. Now I have a few questions for us to just kind of go through, and Mallory's going to read us our first passage of Scripture, and as she's reading this for us, we're going to discuss how we should live. And so that's Matthew chapter 4, verse 4.
3: But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God.
0: So reading that passage of scripture, thinking about it, applying it to our lives, how are we to live? Not by bread alone.
1: <laughs> right. We're to eat of his word daily yeah. and to drink from his cup
0: Absolutely. daily. John seventeen seventeen.
3: Sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy word is truth.
0: How do we gain truth according to this passage of scripture? By studying the word. Who is truth? Mm, God. God the, God. the word of God. God. His word. Yeah. His word. So when truth is given to us, is that something that we can trust? Yes. Yes. With everything that we have. Yes. Yes. I mean. Can we blindly trust just anything? No. No, there's a lot of skepticism, speculation. We've got people out there always trying to pull us away from the truth of God's word. And so how do we measure what people say? Even if it's a pastor, even if it's a man of God, how do we measure what they say? According to the word of God. We measure it according to the word of God. So we don't just blindly trust somebody because they stand up on a platform. No,
1: no, not a no, because they are just man.
0: I mean, that's something that's hard for people to grapple with or understand because we look at people and we see the popularity that they've grown in oh, did you see how many social media followers this person has? Did you see how many people attend this person's functions? Did you see how many? Oh my goodness, this person has written all of these books and this one book was really, really good. It's almost better than the Bible. And when we start talking like that, we start taking the words of these men as if it's the word of God and we start reading their stuff and putting the word of God to the side. And when we start doing that, our worship songs go from praising God to talking about ourselves and our struggles that we've had every day, which is something we've seen in the 21st century happen. We start seeing conversations become topical about the struggles of humanity and not about God's goodness, his grace, and his mercy. Our conversations become about our rights as human beings and in the country that we live in. And we neglect what God is speaking through his words. He says, you will have hard times. You will have troubles. You will have trials. And when we understand that we will have trials, troubles, and problems, we stop looking at ourselves as the solution and at some human being as the solution and we see Christ Jesus, the one who speaks truth, as the solution. Blair has for us 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15.
1: But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus.
0: When we read this passage of Scripture, what kind of enlightenment or what kind of direction does that give you as as a follower of Christ today?
1: For me, I mean... I was a small child when I asked Christ Jesus into my heart and my first introductory into a church was, um, being in a Methodist church and I really enjoyed Sunday school and I really liked the, the sermons that the, the bishop spoke or, um, the minister spoke. And then from there on, you know, we went to another church, um, just to be better grounded in God's word. And as I reflect back on my childhood of learning the Bible, like for instance, like Noah and the ark, the animals went in two by two. But as I got older and began to really fully understand a little bit of what I was reading. Mm -hmm. And I remember like being, I was about 12 years of age and reading in Genesis. And I was like, it was like nine o'clock at night. Oh, you know, I was settling in, going to bed. And my mom's bedroom wasn't too far away from mine. And I called out and I was like, mom, are you awake? And she said, yes, what is it? And I said, did you know that um, the animals didn't go into the ark two by two? And she goes, huh? And I said, yeah, I said, the animals didn't go into the ark two by two. And so I read her the scripture passage and for a child's story, it makes it easy in simplicity to say the animals went in two by two. Right. But we never talked about the animals that were clean or unclean, the right. ones that were to be eaten or the ones that were to be given as sacrifices or even the ones that were to be fed to the other animals to keep them alive and healthy as well. We don't talk about that. So the Bible is a little bit more descriptive than that. And so it's the same thing, even in our learning pattern, you know, as a small child, if you're going into kindergarten or you're learning this in pre-K of one plus one is two, we're not giving them a division problem that is astronomical and right. going, okay, child, now solve it. It's all building. It all builds. So from childhood, what you've learned as a child, you continue to build Yeah. and it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, as your own faith and as your own personal relationship with Christ Jesus continues to grow, because only you can be the one that grows it, you're the determiner of that of what your relationship is to be with the Lord. Because it's easy to block out and say, "Well, I don't re- read the Book of Revelation because I just don't go there." Well, the Lord asks us to read everything. Yeah, we're 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 to be aware of of all things and yes there are false teachings and yes there are false prophets and even in our own selves we can be false right and um, just ignorant of in, ignorant of of a um topic or not knowing it knowing i mean i'm not a scientist so i don't know scientist uh ways of thinking and so some of those things i can even be ignorant in but the one that is not ignorant of that is Christ Jesus God's holy Word, and that's in front of me and it really makes me feel smart when I'm reading it and coming to an understanding through the Holy Spirit of the realization of of who God is and who he is to me,
0: yeah definitely you you brought up you know getting on the wrong off on the wrong foot in and of ourselves where we will um you know, we can be false, a false, become a false teacher almost, if you will. Um, there is a Bible that's actually out there called the Jeffersonian Bible. And what did what did Thomas Jefferson do in order to make the Jeffersonian Bible? He removed all the miracles that were mentioned in the Bible because he didn't believe in them. And so for him, it was hard for him to comprehend. And so what he did is he picked and chose what he wanted to read when it came to God's word. And we can be we can sit here in judgment of Thomas Jefferson and say, oh my goodness, I can't believe he did that, blah, 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 blah. Or we can recognize that in ourselves, we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We, we read something challenging when it comes to the Bible and it's like, well, I, I struggle with that and I don't want to struggle with that, but it's such a struggle for me that I'm just going to pretend like it's not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read that book of the Bible ever again. And then we just try and ignore it for the rest of our lives, or even as you brought up the the animals and the ark. How many comedic routines have there been done over the years by? people who proclaim to be atheists where they're still on that simplistic child level of what you're talking about. And they've never delved into what the Bible is. And so they've continued to maintain their atheistic view that there is no such thing as God because they've never gone and sought out what the Bible actually says because they're afraid it might actually transform their heart and they like the way they're living their lives right now. Mm -hmm. And so if the fear, of the bible as if i read it then i'm going to start stop doing the things that i like to do but i want to grow spiritually then it sounds to me like what we need to do is surrender our lives to reading the bible and applying all of the scriptures which is the next passage of scripture that we have as we're reading this scripture provides four things Blair will be reading for us second timothy chapter 3 verses 16 and 17. she's just continuing the two verses that she read earlier and, and going on with two more verses. And so as she's reading, let's recognize what Scripture provides. There's four things mentioned here.
1: All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work.
0: So what are the four things?
1: It's profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, And training in righteousness.
0: Yeah. That's what the Holy Scripture is for us. It is the complete guide for our lives. Mm -hmm. Xavier's going to read Psalm 119, verse 11. I have stored
2: up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you.
0: Why does the psalmist say that he has hidden God's word or stored God's word up in his heart? What is he referencing there? Like, how do you store God's Word in your heart.
2: You memorize it, and you hold those truths true to you, and you
0: act out all those truths every single day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mallory, have you ever memorized something before?
1: Yeah.
0: Was it easy to memorize? Yeah. She's
1: young. She has a sharp mind. It was
0: easy to memorize? What did you memorize? I don't
1: remember.
0: Wait, then how was it easy? It's not memorized if you don't remember. I
3: don't remember lots of things and then i just forget about them
0: so then you don't memorize them do you
3: no i memorize them from like paces and stuff like whenever i was doing like english or something Uh and they would ask me to like say a scripture verse like to make sure that i know the scripture verse so i have to memorize it and say it at the end of my test Okay. And I'm not allowed to look at the scripture verse. Right. So then I'm like, okay. So I read it both. Like, we have our test, and then I read it, like, after I'm done with my test, and then I say it out loud. Okay. Because that's the easiest way to memorize it.
0: Okay. That's the easiest way. Did you memorize the preamble to the Constitution of the United States of America, Xavier? No. I think so. You didn't? I I haven't. I might have already passed.
1: And, and you did, did the get Gettysburg address. I did the Gettysburg
0: Address. I all right. We had most of that memory. Can you can you uh can you quote to us the Gettysburg Address right now? I can't get you the whole thing. <laughs> I can only go halfway. You can yeah. only go halfway? That's yeah. fine. I'm 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 only challenging you for a specific reason.
2: The other only other things I have memorized I have all the books of the Bible memorized. Okay. Need help with New Testament, though. Everything else is memorized.
0: Okay. I'm only challenging your memorization skills for one reason and one reason only. Because we can memorize something for an examination, for a test, for a class, and then be done with it and never remember it again.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: As a 43-year-old man, I can give you a part of the preamble, but I guarantee you I would need a lot of help in order to get the rest of the preamble of the Constitution out. I memorized the Gettysburg Address. I memorized a scene from Hamlet.
2: Yeah, I was to And say, from like
0: Macbeth Beowulf,
1: and like from Beowulf, and from Beowulf speech.
0: I had to and I'd have to be, be prompted in order to get the rest of it out there. And so it, it's that way with something that I memorized for school for an examination. And God's word is more important than those things are then hiding his word in our heart, we can't be so hard on ourselves when we don't just immediately remember something. Because sometimes something has to prick our heart in order to remember that passage of scripture to share with somebody else. What I'm saying is this, it's okay to, at this moment, if I said, Xavier, quote for me, now psalm 119 verse 11 and you look at me with a blank stare like I, I i just read it and i know i've read it before but but daddy i just read it like i can't just quote it for you that's okay Because as we memorize and we hide God's word in our heart, there's gonna be a moment in the future where somebody's gonna be talking to you and you're gonna be like, oh my goodness, there's this passage of scripture and it's found in Psalm 119 and it's verse 11 and you're gonna know it in that moment because that's the way the Holy Spirit works. So let's stop beating ourselves up. If we are taking time out of our daily schedule, out of our weekly schedule, we're reading God's word and we're memorizing it and we walk away and we, we feel like Oh man, I forgot that. Let's not beat ourselves up because there will be those moments that the Holy Spirit will be bring it back to our remembrance and we will share it as clearly as if we just read it in that moment out of the book of the Bible. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And lastly, 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 1 and 3.
1: So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good.
0: What is the reason stated in this passage of Scripture for us to continue to read the Bible?
2: Well, I am studying 2 Peter right now, actually. And the reason for Peter writing this is because the believers he was writing to had stopped reading and studying god's word and therefore had fallen away and had started turning away from god and he noticed this and so therefore wrote them a letter of this encouragement to tell them to study god's word daily and that they themselves should be fully equipped and prepared that way they can help and lead others to the same realization that they have and that they will grow stronger in Christ. Definitely. Anything else?
1: It's true. We need to be reminded of of things. You know, there's things that we forget when we're young. You know, when we're taught, train up a child in the way he should grow, and he will not depart from it. Even goes into the repetition of our classes, and when learning. Uh, you know, our science, our maths, our whatever subjects we're learning, and then so forth, and then we go on into our university studies and then we hone in on our skill sets and then become professionals and what we're doing in life and there's things that we forget and it's like was I ever taught that at this age because we forgot because yeah you are memorizing it for the test but it's okay to go back to relearn because even when you do become a teacher of a or a leader or a owner of, of something in your set skill set as a um, as an adult, you know, in your job and your workforce, maybe you're training someone and not to debunk the trainee that you're training. They have vial- valuable information that they can give. Maybe they know a new shortcut. Maybe they knew, know a new updated way hmm. of, of doing things or Hey, there is this app that could simplify your life and mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, oh okay. And and it's okay to embrace it. It's okay to check it out. It's okay. That's why, I mean, as you already said, we need we need a fellowship. We yeah. need to be in communion with each other because we learn and we glean from others. Some things are not the right way, but that's okay. And some things are are good. And then there's The Bible doesn't come with an instruction manual of this is how you live your life. Now live it like this because we are all different and we all come from different walks of life. We all come from different, um, backgrounds. We all come from different ways of being disciplined as a child. And there are many, many things that we, we hide, we compress, we don't allow people in and when that's exposed, we all acted differently, yeah, and that's okay, because what we can all look at is God's Word, is his holy scriptures, and going, all right, it's time for me to stop just listening to this YouTube pastor or listening to this podcast or listening to this person who's you know who I identify with, so to say, you know what is the meat, and the meat is God's word, right. And that is the ultimate. And if we do read God's word with fresh eyes and with a freshness, and sometimes we can read the wrong word, we can mispronounce the the wrong word. And, and when we reread it again the next day and it's like, oh man, I totally messed up that word. And we do it because there there is a human error in, in our mistakes. But don't allow that to...
0: Discourage you. Yeah, to yeah.
1: defeat you down keep going, keep moving forward.
0: Absolutely. Uh, at the beginning of this passage of scripture that Blair read for us, uh, the Apostle Peter tells us to lay aside all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking. And um, I think that that's something that's very important for us to recognize because what we've started seeing as the church is I've started noticing, uh, we focus on other people's faults, And that's what prevents us from growing in God's word. And as we start looking at the hypocrisy that's in others, the deceit and the envy, it gets us to a place where we feel like, oh my goodness, can this world get any more corrupt than it is right now? And if we keep on focusing on that, that becomes our every ambition or our every thought process or our every concern. And we don't see Christ for who he is. And that's why Peter concludes there in 1 Peter chapter uh, 2, verse 3 of taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that he is good because I'm not looking at the corruption that's going on over here in this part of the world. I'm not looking at the hypocrisy that I see when I go into this building every single day. Uh, when I go to work, I'm not Looking with envy at the people that their lifestyle looks better than mine does because of their YouTube page and their Facebook page and their Instagram page and their Snapchat and their whatever else they've got out there. Instead, if I will put all those things to the side, lay them aside and just get right back into God's word and allow him to speak directly to me and to my heart. That's the purpose of reading scripture. So when we're talking about reading the Bible, increasing our faith, and growing our spirit man, is there anything else that you guys have to add that hasn't been spoke about already today? Or maybe another passage of scripture or something that, you know, as you were were studying this week? Well then let's close. Lord God, we thank you for your amazing word. We you that it's been preserved and provided for us. And though we didn't go into the fact that, yeah, we can go and look at, find the Dead Sea Scrolls that were found in the caves of Qumran just within the last 60 years. And we can see the translations of the way the word of God was written over 2000 years ago and compare it to the translations we have today and see that it's barely changed. We didn't go into all of that. We didn't go into the fact that your word has stood the test of time, that your word was immediately hand copied and written down unlike anything else we have in literature to this day, which took 500 or more years to be written down and then translated, But instead, we have your word directly from your mouth, through your servants, into our hands here in the 21st century. We trust in your word. We trust in you. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, who came from heaven to earth as the bread of life. Mallory, will you close us in prayer?
3: Thank you, Jesus, for today and for every single day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.